Welcome to the Bank First Ranger Hour. Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 Spotlight on Northwest Community College. And you can listen to our live stream at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. Now, here's your host, Gary Darby. Hey, it's 9.07 as we get ready and roll with what is the Bank First Ranger Hour. That's right. Little name change. We did that last week. The bank changing from uh, Sycamore Bank to Bank First. I have to continue and do that in my own head uh, to say that over and over to make sure that I get that right along the way. And so we've got a weather forecast that we're going to get to here. And we'll tell you about what could possibly be a record day temperature-wise in our North Mississippi listening area. And then we will get into our guests. And the first one is Josh Guest. He is the uh, District Director of Math Instruction, among other things. And we'll get Josh to talk with us about that uh, coming up uh, throughout today's program. And then after that, it's the uh, Head Strength and Conditioning Coach at Northwest. I I don't know where he's going to find time to talk because he he covers 13 sports. Uh, But Randall Farr is going to be with us. We'll introduce you to him for the first time. So we've got a couple of first-time guests. You know that means we'll background check, we'll do a little bit of everything with them, find out who they are, where they've been, why they're at Northwest, all of those kinds of things. And then on the back end of the program before we're done, there's basketball to be played tonight for both men and women. There's tennis matches going on this afternoon. We'll just detail a couple of those, and then we'll head out into uh, the rest of our Thursday. Off and rolling on this Bank First Ranger Hour. Got Josh Guest in studio. We'll let you in on the conversation on the other side. Hold on. This hour is everything Northwest. Your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College and powered by Bank First. Thanks for joining us on the Bank First Ranger Hour. Join the conversation now by texting 662-426-1093. Yeah, you guys are interrupting a really good conversation between me and Josh Guest here. I mean, we're going through so many different things and and connections and whatnot along the way. Hey, Josh, I'm just glad you're in studio with me today. Good morning. Morning. Good to be here. Good to have you and, and get an opportunity to catch up about a lot of things. Um, you, you people have probably heard him, uh, along with Ben Michael, on Lafayette High School football somewhere along the way. Uh, I've, I met him through, well, let's see, baseball, Hunter's Hollow, a little bit of everything. He helped out with us in the Grove as well uh, for, for football season and whatnot. But he has a real job, and his his real title, correct me if I'm wrong here, is District Director of Math Instruction. That's it. Is that correct? That is correct. What does that mean? Um, it's like a chair of a department, basically. You know, old, old school was math chair or yep. science chair or history chair, so it's sort of that, just in, in, charge, of, in charge of the department, district-wide, though. But my office is in Oxford, which is really nice. Yes. All right, so obviously I, I've given a little background information on you uh but you are a local person right you've been in and around north mississippi for a most part of your life i know you moved away for a little bit but but give us some background on josh guest um 
Well, Mississippi boy, pretty much my whole life. Lived, I think, just a few weeks in Alabama when my dad did a job over there once. But I was born in the Delta, uh, Clarksdale, and have lived all around from Hattiesburg uh, in South Mississippi, Summit, for a few years. Um, And then about seven years ago, we moved back to Oxford. Uh, I left, actually, an administrative job at another college to come back to the classroom uh, and teach again uh, here in Oxford, Northwest. I want to get to that. Um, question in just a little bit. You know, I've already mentioned you know that last name in Hunter's Hollow, and I know you hunt. Mm-hmm. I know you do. But what led you into the math world and not just staying in that hunting business, so to say? Um, you know, it, it's funny because uh, when I went into graduate school, I went because I didn't get a job offer with my math degree, mm-hmm. um, and I didn't want to teach. I asked them what I could do besides teach. And when they told me what I could do, I said, well, I'll try it. And uh, a funny story, when I started teaching, I stuttered real bad. My my ones on the board were like lightning bolts. Uh, oh. I was very nervous. I yeah. didn't like to be in front of people. And about two weeks into it, I fell in love with it and realized that it was what I was made to do. See, I tell the story all the time. The worst class I had in college was speech. And for 35 years now, it may not be the the – grammatically correct English, <laughs> but I have taught for a living, right? And had not David Kellum's mother been my speech teacher at the Oxford Center, I had to go to the Oxford Center at night and get that done. I don't think I would have ever made it through. Nice. And- I, you know, it's 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 difficult uh, for, for a guy like me now. You, I, I can sit here with you, headphones on, and if they would allow us, I could talk to you until whenever, sundown, you know, about all different kinds of things. But as you mentioned, I get what you're saying, and then you made it in there and now have fallen in love with it, huh? Yes, and there's some, uh, I guess that was 99 when I taught my first class as a graduate assistant. Yeah. So going on 24 years now. Still going. All right, so tell us about this redshirt engineering program. That's really what we're here, I guess, to discuss and to do among other things, but fill us in on that if you don't mind. All right, well, um, it is a partnership that we started with the University of Mississippi, and we're very grateful and thankful for that. Um, the origins of it were kind of strange. Uh, I was actually in discussions with someone from the School of Engineering just on basic, you know, between school conversations about various things. And the idea was sort of birthed between myself and, and one of the assistant deans there. And from there, we sort of met and kind of put our heads together and got other people involved and, and uh it was a several-month process, and then, of course, in June of, of last year, we signed, uh, June 21st, and um, I, a lot of people were involved, but I do want to personally thank Dr. Boyce, the Chancellor at Ole Miss, and Dr. Heindel, our president, because uh, they got on board and, and, and really uh, saw it to fruition and, and helped us get this thing done, so I uh, definitely want to thank those guys for sure because uh, their support means uh, a ton, um, but what we saw was students have to have at Ole Miss a 24 composite ACT to go in engineering. And so they have students who don't meet that requirement but want to be engineers, and so they have to come in and do some prerequisite work, and there's not a pathway, so to speak, for them in uh, the way I understand it. And, and at Northwest, we have students who come and, and maybe don't have that 24, mm-hmm. but then the, they get into a, a calculus class and they fall in love with math mm-hmm. and, and, and excel at it. And so uh, and then they say, well, what can I do? And we say, well, you can you know be a math teacher, you can be an engineer. And so a lot of them take those routes and that kind of thing. So it's, it's sort of a, a perfect marriage there where we can take students who may not walk in the door to Ole Miss, but sort of keep them on that track for engineering. And uh, because we signed in the summer, I only uh, ended up with five students 
this first go around. Um, but they take all their courses, and we started. We had to start somewhere. We so, so we started with mechanical engineering, and the students will take all of their prerequisites in their first two years at Ole Miss in mechanical engineering, but they're taking them at Northwest. Now, along the way, uh, and, I, and a little bit of background, I've advised engineering for most of my community college career, so pretty close to two decades I've advised engineering. And every engineering student that goes to any community college can take all their prerequisites, but every engineering school I know of, Ole Miss included, and state and other ones, they have specific courses right. that their students take as freshmen and sophomores. So when a student transfers, a lot of times they end up having to pick up a few classes and make things up. Sometimes it costs them a semester. Sometimes it doesn't. And so with this program, it's unique. We're in Oxford. It's only in Oxford right now. Um, and it may expand out to other Northwest campuses. But right now it's in Oxford. And the students actually have already started taking their first Ole Miss class. We actually shuttle them over in a van really? to Ole Miss. They take their class and we bring them back. So uh, it's kind of cool. They're, they're taking a Mechanical Engineering 101 course that is sort of the first sort of introduction to that course. And so, uh, but the, the nice thing is they're being integrated with the native Ole Miss students so that when they transfer to Ole Miss, they will already know people and have connections within the department, which is a really cool, I guess, unique benefit to this program over a lot of other things. I know you said that there were five in this first one, but couldn't that be a, a good number? I know because if you got maybe too big of a number in year one, might not have been, you know, I guess it's a learning process for you. It's a learning process for them. It's a learning process at Ole Miss. Maybe a, a number of five is not that bad. It, it actually has been good. Um, it's something I can I – can, shoot them all a message yeah. really quick on my phone and and get it out to five of them in a hurry even if i need to alter it a little bit for each one um because again like you said there's a learning process so as they've ad been admitted to old miss or applied maybe one of them needed a transcript and one of them needed a form here and another one needed a health form and so it was you know quick and easy communication um and so it's been it has been really good it has been a learning process and so we are sort of ironing out details as we go uh you know we had it all set up it was good but but now we're actually going through it so it's been uh it's been a learning process but it's been a good one i guess one. i guess part of the deal is is getting the information out right is just letting people know that this partnership is there right it, you take the classes at northwest you can get some old miss classes at the same time but then be ready uh when when maybe as you said Maybe someone like me wouldn't have had all that I needed to immediately just jump in there. Uh, so I think getting the word out, talking with you today, I think Dr. Jones has mentioned it before uh, mm -hmm. uh, along the way in one of our conversations, and and maybe as we were talking, you know, all around the, that it was coming up uh, and going. Do you consider it a success so far? Uh, yes, very much so. And I already have uh, two students uh, that are highly interested. One actually has said he's going to do it for next year. So these are seniors in high school. Uh, it's kind of cool. One is at Regents and one is at Oxford. Yeah. Um, and so in this year, we have a, a couple of Lafayette students. We have um, somebody that uh, actually started their school career in California and graduated from Holly Springs. Wow. Uh, and then another student who was homeschooled. So we have a really good um, – diverse group there that you know of backgrounds and that kind of thing so it's really really cool and um of those five students they spend so much time together in their classes and studying they've they've really developed a bond uh they call themselves the cohort so yeah, to speak. Right, you know, right, they are sure. a cohort but that's sort of the word they've adopted hey we're going to meet for cohort we're going to do this hey let's you know let's go to lunch or let's go study or whatever so it's really been cool to watch that sort of um metamorphosis take place that growth and that that camaraderie that they have
Josh Guest in the studio with us and talking about that a little bit. They are a cohort. You know, they're the originals, you know, uh, along the way. So it's good that they've kind of made that bond from all over and wherever they are. Might never have uh, met one another any other way other than this. So how does, uh, let's just say there's a, a, you know, a a mom or a dad that's listening. Obviously, the prospective students should be doing what a prospective student is doing, and that's attending class right now. But but maybe there are, are also... Engineers that are listening, and, and I guarantee you there are, driving around North Mississippi somewhere. Obviously, this is only at the Oxford campus. Is that correct first? Correct, yes. All right, so wh- how can they get in touch with you or find out more information about what we're talking about? All right, well, um, my email address is the letter J, and then it's guest, G-U-E-S-T, just like a guest in your home, jguest at northwestms.edu. And then I also have uh, my office number 662 Two three eight seven nine zero four, or you can text me on my Google Voice line at six six two six one two zero seven five nine, and um, I can get you information, set up a meeting, talk with you. Uh, be glad to, be excited to. Um, in fact, we just uh, recently, uh, I've been promising the students shirts, and so we recently <laughs> just got those made, and, and, and so my, my, my students have t-shirts they're starting to wear, so that's kind of cool, too, because that's going to help get the word out yeah. and that kind of thing. So, What else do we need to know about the program? I know you've got some other notes and things that I'm sure we need to get to. Well, um, one of the, uh, the things is, is that you know we've seen it with these first five students, that they are, they are driven, they're motivated, uh, and they're highly engaged uh several times a week uh and i mean this is almost daily now now they have jobs they do other things they have other commitments but several days a week they'll be in the afternoons or or anytime they have free time they'll reserve the library room or they'll go to an open classroom and they'll work on their homework and a lot of times it's calculus because that's one of their more challenging classes uh or maybe chemistry or maybe uh they may be having to work on something in history or a paper to write for english but Typically, I'm involved because I'm a math teacher, so right. the math, the calculus. Uh, myself and the other full-time math teacher, Mr. K, have spent a significant portion of time with them, not at our demand, but at their request. And so, and, and the other cool thing is there's sort of, like there's one kid in particular that studies with them all the time, and they sort of adopted him as an honorary redshirt member, even though he's not in the program. <laughs> and so, uh, but, but other students in the calculus class have really bonded with them, and so there may be anywhere from three to ten students in these study sessions and last night uh you know you, you sent me a message that you got in the email and and i was actually pulling up to my house around seven right because i left the office at 6 30 yeah. and i've been there with them until 6 30 studying and so uh and, and there are nights where they actually have to get run out you know when the police are locking up the building at 8 30 or 9 and so uh we have these boards in the room and that's one of the things i want to tout about oxford we have these these and, and our, all the campuses in Northwest have them now. They're in, they're in almost every classroom. And they're basically a giant smart board uh, that allows us to present and put our uh, lectures and notes and things on the board, show videos, whatever we want to do. They're connected to Internet. It's, it's really, really good stuff. Um, it's really made my teaching more efficient because I can have things ready and I can also pass out problems I'm going to work in class to the students beforehand, whereas in the olden days with a chalkboard or a whiteboard, you had to write it on there, had to copy it and all those things. So it's, it's really been cool. The students love to use those. They can make they can um, save them later for re- for reference. They can actually record themselves and make a video. Wow. Uh, they can they, they have to take turns right now because, you know, there's only one in a room and there's several of them sometimes. So, uh, But they may work a problem and then another student get up there and work a problem. So they may rotate, take turns, and then they can all save their work and share it because they all – 
collectively worked on it, and then they go, okay, because they're working on their online homework typically, and it's uh, it's algorithmically generated. So your problem that you get may be different than mine, but they're similar. So if I have the problem that someone did on the board and it worked out for that homework problem, and my numbers may be different, my problem may be different, gotcha. but I can I was there when we talked about it, and that can help me remind me when I'm going through my own homework, okay, what I do. But a lot of times they have their computer in front of them while I'm working on the board, you're doing your problem on yours that is different. And then, of course, I'm typically there or Mr. K is typically there. And sometimes they just help each other when we're not available. Uh, But it's really, really cool, like I said, to see them put this effort in, to see the camaraderie, to see the the, – it's always cool as a teacher to see students who are engaged and and, want to learn. And to see this, this has been – far exceeded what I expected. And so we got some great kids and uh, just, and I say kids, students. Right. Um, you know, they're young I'd adults. I'd be the same way. Yeah. You said mechanical engineering. That's what it is at this point. Will yes. there be civil engineering? Will there be other things in the future? Is that the hope down the line? Yes. And so uh, I actually started when we signed last year saying, I want to get civil online as soon as I can. Um, I have already met with the dean of civil engineering at Ole Miss, and we have a plan that we are going to put forward so that in year two, the second cohort that starts this fall, they will have an option of mechanical or civil. Um, when we met with engineering, it was the board of engineering at Ole Miss, actually, Dr. Jones and myself got to go meet with them, uh, last spring, uh, prior to last fall. So a year ago, basically. And one of the, uh, chairs of the department, the geological came and followed me out into the grove when we left and said, Hey, I want to, I want to talk to you about getting us. So, you know, it's really, really cool that, that they were there and there's others that are interested. So I think the uniqueness of us being in town and the yeah. students being able to go across town and take something really opens itself up. And, and you know, one of the things I, w- I want to tell the Oxford campus, I mean, uh, you know, Dr. Heindel, I was going to I was going to say this. He, he always goes over the vision and mission statement and, and Northwest vision statement is we transform our students lives. We enrich our communities and we strive for excellence in our programs and services. And Oxford really embodies this under Dr. Jones leadership. And, you know, we're kind of small, but that actually allows us to, um, you know, pivot or be flexible. I mean, we have a we have a room that I taught in for several years when I got here that went from a classroom to a student lounge to a healthcare lab, and it's back to a student lounge again. We have another area that was a faculty lounge, it's a healthcare lab. So we, especially with our healthcare programs and and, and with the need since COVID, you know that that's such a big need. We've been able to expand some of those, but what that does is that creates issues for space in our building and we have to rearrange things. So um, not in a bad way, but we've rearranged things almost every semester for the last couple of years, <laughs> but it's been good because it's a good problem to have sure. when you have too many surge tech students and you don't have a space to put them. And you got to find a place. That's a great problem to have as, as the, as a campus and a school. Um, and, and we have great, I'm just going to tout our programs for just a minute, our healthcare sure. programs, especially in Oxford, they have great placement. Those students come in, they go through the program and they, they're successful on their exams, the statewide exams. They're successful in being placed. It's just a great, great thing uh, to see and be a part of. And this will be a two-year program with Northwest and then into Ole Miss, or how does that work? Um, those are some of the details we're working on. It originally has been built as a three-year program. A three-year program. And so, uh, and, and some of that is we, we're going to work them along in the math, especially. A lot of them can't walk in the door and start in Cal 1, which, again, I've two decades of advising engineering, any student anywhere that walks in the door and start can't start in Cal 1 in the fall has trouble finishing in four years. So we're going to work internships in, those sort of things, which are always good to make those connections, get some experience, and then uh, 
typically the the plan for us is for a student to start in pre-calculus uh, actually I have ideas about starting students sooner in the summer in college algebra if they need it uh, so that a student who um, wants to pursue that avenue but can't even start in pre-calculus maybe uh, can do that and and I've already seen I've already seen the success we had a, a, one of the students two of the students actually last year who needed to do that and have done that and are in Cal 2 right now and succeeding wow. so it's it's been uh, you know the growth has been amazing and again just to watch their hard work uh, just to be a part of their story has been amazing. I just so appreciative for them, you know, uh, not only joining up, but just for me to be a part of that. Sure. Um, last thing, and then uh, I've got to let you go and talk strength and conditioning with, uh, I guess, Coach Randall Farr. I guess we call him a coach. Um, and, and we're going to discuss that with, with all the sports teams. What's the last message you want to get to the people about this program, about, uh, you know, what we're calling the, the red shirt engineering program? And then I'll send them to the website and all the different things a little bit later on in the program. Um, it's, it's great. It's a great opportunity. Um, especially, uh, just quick snippet. Um, one of the students in the program, I actually, uh, grew up with one of his parents and they were in line about to pay for their fees last fall, already had a schedule, already had a degree, um, a plan in place. And I said, Hey, are you interested in engineering? And, uh, he looked at me and said, I didn't, I didn't think my grades were good enough or my ACT or something. If something wasn't, you know, he said, I didn't think I could be. I said, well, look, we're starting this program and you can start in this class and you can work your way through and you can be a part of this if you want to. And so I'm getting a little emotional now, but he, he just looked at me and said, oh, and, yeah. and he, he has a family member who's an engineer. So he sort of awesome. was really super excited, just kind of thought it was out of his reach. And here he is in the program, you know, uh, in the second semester, inter, you know, in, uh, intertwined in the whole thing and just uh, uh, interacting with other students and, and growing. And so it's just been really awesome. Amazing things going on at Northwest Community College, all campuses. This one at the Oxford Center. Josh Guest has been with us in studio today. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I went, enjoyed it. Went well. We're done. You can uh, you can go back and, and, and be the director. You That's can, right. You can direct it. <laughs> or, or you can just stay here and host the rest of the show. I thought you did I thought you did just fine along the way. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. We'll have you back on soon. All right, it's 934, boys and girls. We'll come back and we'll put the second half of the show underway. Thanks for listening to the Bank First Ranger Hour, your connection to Northwest Mississippi Community College on Super Talk Mississippi 93.7 and streaming live at supertalknorthms.com. Just click on the link for the Bank First Ranger Hour. So I told you that, you know, when I was talking with Josh that we could go on forever, and that's because... Uh, we've known each other in several circles along the way. First time to talk to him as uh, his title at NWCC, which is the District Director of Math Instruction. Now, he is over uh, everything as far as the campuses are concerned, but he's housed in the Oxford Center. And what a great uh, thing to talk about with that redshirt engineering program. Uh, moms and dads, if uh, you're, you're, your kid is thinking about that, I think it's a great way to get them involved taking classes at Northwest, also getting some at Ole Miss, getting that opportunity to get in and get an advantage. And we thank Josh for coming in. Now, gentleman goes by the name of Randall Farr. He is the head strength and conditioning coach at NWCC. Coach Farr, how are you? Yeah, I'm great, Gary. I appreciate you having me on the 
show right now. Sure, a good chance to catch up with you to go, and this is what we we do along the way, and and that is, and and even though I knew Josh and knew his background, I kind of got him as a first time guest to tell uh, a little bit about himself. We want to do the same thing with you, Randall. Give us some background on you, if you don't mind. All right. Well, I grew up just north of Senatoria. I grew up in Memphis. I've been there my entire life until I graduated high school, 08, which I graduated from Christian Brothers High School. Been a year at Middle Tennessee State, transferred down to Clinton, Mississippi to go to Mississippi College, where I finished playing football and my undergrad and my graduate degree came from Mississippi College. All between undergrad and graduate, I've done all different fields, exercise science, such as cardiac rehab, pulmonary rehab, internship, and physical therapy clinics. I've done personal training in clinics and industrial gyms. And then when I was in grad school doing the GA stuff for strength conditioning, I also converted the garage that I was living in into a home gym so I could make some side money as training clients out of my gym. And from 2015 to 21, I started off as a fitness specialist at Heinz Community College in their wellness complex, and I worked my way up to assistant director. And within those seven years, I did strength conditioning strictly for the baseball program down there for Heinz Community College. And then I accepted this job when it was presented to me in August of 2021 because it brought me and my family back to where we grew up. I grew up in Memphis. My wife grew up in Spinatobia. She went to Mack Heights. She went to Northwest, and then she transferred down to Mississippi College. But the biggest thing is it gave me the opportunity to become the strength conditioning coach at the Premier Community College in the state of Mississippi and the top one in the nation. So I could not turn that down. Absolutely. I get that. Randall, when did you know that – I mean, you've obviously known for a long time, once your football career ended at MC and you were getting out into the real world, that this is what you wanted to do. How long did you know you wanted to do this? No, I probably knew I wanted to do this before I even got to college. Really? Yeah. So I'll give you a – so the answer to this is uh, I loved watching Dragon Ball Z and all the Gladiator movies and everything. I figured strength conditioning was the closest thing you could get to that. <laughs> That makes sense. So that's really why I went into it. But what I really love, I love how it's the service industry and how I can really tap into athletes' potential and develop them to their best of their abilities without them even realizing how much they're capable of. And I love the return I get from my work, from the gratitude and the thanks from the athletes. So you caught 103 passes for over 1,300 yards and 11 touchdowns at MC. Can you still run the routes and, and do the things out there? If, if Coach Benji uh, was, was to say, hey, run me a route, can, could, could you still perform out there today? Uh, of course. That's why I'm also <laughs> in this field. I also have to put uh, these young 18- to 21-year-old athletes in their places at times. You know? <laughs> yeah, I get that. I can, tell you some, I can tell you some stories when I had to put some in their place. So, yeah. Coach Parker needs me to go out there for a game-winning touchdown. I can go out there. It's not a 9-to-5 job. I get that. You've got 13 sports. Is that correct? When does when does time start for you, and when does it end in a typical day? Well, time never ends for me. Yeah. Even when I'm at the, phone, at the house and the phone's still going off for athletes with questions because I'm either helping them with nutrition advice or if they're getting an extra lift on their own, I'm always talking to them. But the fall semester usually starts about 5.30 in the morning. The spring semester is my late semester, so it starts about 6.30 because I have more sports in season. The fall semester is longer because football, when I travel with them, I drive in the van with the student managers. Sometimes we may not get back until 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, depending on where that road trip is. I'll have teams starting as early as 7 a.m. on Friday, so that means that night I'm sleeping in the weight room. So mm-hmm. it's just 
24-7, all around the clock. Randall, with the 13 different sports, I guess, do you have to make different programs for each, or can some of it translate sport to sport? Some of it can translate, but overall it's all different because the energy systems that are used for those sports are completely different, and the common injuries are completely different. So that's what I'm trying to eliminate as much as possible is the injuries that occur in those sports. I can't completely get rid of it, but I can help minimize what occurs. So both men's and women's soccer will work out the same. But soccer won't work out like baseball, and baseball won't work out like football. I get you, and that makes a lot of sense. And I guess part of why that that hit me is at the back end of the show, I'm going to talk about the sports that are actually in action today. And the tennis program, which is brand new, is they'll be competing today, which will be different than the men's and women's basketball team, which is why that that kind of said, okay, well, they can't be doing the same things. There's obviously different things you do in tennis as compared to the sport of basketball, and you got to put those programs together. Do those, and, and I guess in your world, strength and conditioning changes every day, doesn't it? It does. There's always new research, new literature coming out that's supporting some type of new training, periodization, or exercise equipment, or how something should be done. So I always have to stay on top of it researching, reading, going to conferences, going to clinics, so that way I can always serve my athletes to the best of my ability. And and this is not just making them bigger, stronger, faster human beings. This is also teaching them life lessons and making them better teammates, correct? Because in, in a in a team fashion, and it was many, many, many years ago. Uh, but if you're in a locker room or you're in that weight room or you're running with the, the rest of the team or whatever it is and dragging each other across the finish line at some point, I mean, there are life lessons. There are better teammate things that happens because of what you do. How do you implement that throughout this time as well? well that's just going to be with different challenges that I face with all the teams, just that you're going to face different adversary or different challenges on their court of play, on their court of or the field they play on, and it's just different challenges that I'll throw within the workout to where maybe it's a team competition or it's these two individuals going against each other, and you got to root and cheer your teammates on because you never know who's going to win. You never know what you're going to face. This also helps these young people when they get out in communities and do the different things as well. Um, and how often do you talk to them? Because you have been the student athlete. You've had to do this yourself, getting through college while earning some all-academic-type stuff. How does this help them in the classroom, too? Uh, it's just once you see their body changes in the weight room and it brings out this confidence, then it's going to increase their confidence and realize that they can do more, just not on the athletic field, but in, the, in their classroom as well. Coming out of high school, I wasn't that crazy about school, but once I got – into sports in college, I realized how important the weight room was, how important study hall was, and what type of academic awards came with that because I knew my career was going to come to an end at some point, but it gave me that drive and that focus to just focus on the classroom and be resilient in the classroom just like I was in the weight room and on the field. So obviously with 13 sports, they're different athletes that will be coming through your door today. I need to let you uh, on and to do that. And, of course, we do have some basketball that's going to be played uh, and things. Do you travel with uh, some of the basketball world also? I travel if I can make it fit into my schedule. Sure, yeah. That makes so that's, it. That's the biggest thing because I love going to all the athletes' games as much as I can because that's 
that's really a big thing for me is because if I can program and I can program great, but my program does not matter unless I get the buy-in and the trust for the athletes. And if I'm not there supporting them as they're putting in the work in the weight room, then I'll never fully gain that trust. So I try to go to as many of their events as I can, and if I can't, I'm always at the house live streaming. Right. Do you help with the cheer programs, dance programs too, things of that nature? Or is it just strictly you know the sports that are put you know on the field, not the athletes that are helping us out in other ways? So with cheer and dance, I can help provide like a workout program, and they can come into my facility and do it. But with me being hands on, I'm on the baseballs, the basketballs, right. the softballs, football, soccer. I'm on with all of those, but I'm here to assist them any way that they need assistance. Well, look, uh, we're glad that you made it back up into uh, this area and uh, kind of back home for uh, the family a little bit and an opportunity to work uh, with Northwest. What has the time been like in this short amount of time you have been there as the head strength and conditioning coach? Has it been everything you wanted? I'll get that question out of out of you, and then uh, we've got to move. So uh, what, what about the early time for you? Uh, it's been more than everything I've expected. Because I've loved it I've up here. I've loved every single athlete I've met. I've loved the work they put in. And it's more than I could ever thought of. Well, I appreciate your time today. It won't be the, the last time we have you on the program. We'll get you back on, chat with you a little bit again. Thanks for stepping in and being on our show. I appreciate it, Gary. Thanks for having me. All right. That's Randall Farr. He's the head strength and conditioning coach at Northwest Community College. Busy band. Lots of sports. Lots of things happening. Lots of life lessons, a lot of teaching. Very important job on that Northwest campus, and we thank Randall for being on our program today. We're talking Rangers this hour. Thanks for joining us for the Bank First Ranger Hour. It's a special conversation about Northwest Community College. There's a campus near you. And you can join the conversation by texting to 662-426-1093. Yeah, that text message line is open anytime you hear my voice coming through a microphone here on Super Dark Radio 93.7. 426-1093 is the way to do it. Thanks to Josh Guest for coming on. Thanks to Randall Farr as well. We learned a little bit about the new engineering program and the partnership with the Oxford Center and the Ole Miss campus helping out young students that might not have otherwise gotten into engineering. And they're getting that opportunity in mechanical engineering this year, working into the civil part with year two, and already knowing that some of the you know high school students are thinking about what they want to do, thinking about engineering, and this is a great way to get them involved and get them going. Great program. Check it out, northwestms.edu. And then Randall Farr, our head strength and conditioning coach, for joining us on the program as well. Basketball finishes their regular season tonight. The women are in Wesson taking on Colin at 6. The men are hosting Colin also at 6 o'clock. And then they'll get into a little postseason North tournament action and more. Both trying to stop a losing skid. So basketball going on for the final regular season games Tonight, tennis coming off big wins, both of them, men and women, over Hines. Hines was nationally ranked, so was Northwest, uh, as we had Coach Irvin on a week ago. And they're playing UT Southern with a match starting at noon at Rhodes College in Memphis. Uh, The next time they'll be playing in Senatobia will be uh, coming up on Tuesday of next week. In fact, there'll be a couple of matches, three of them, 
before our next show. They play UT Southern today. Then they get East Central tomorrow in Decatur. And then Colin in Cenotopia on Tuesday. So we'll uh, we'll have some updates on all of those things and more. Or you follow along at nwccrangers.com. Our program is done. Uh, we've got to make way because the man Gerard comes up next. And you know what else goes on on a Thursday. We'll be back to wrap up the week with the North Mississippi Spotlight. We've got that happening between 9 and 10 and the a.m. tomorrow. Enjoy your day. Talk to you in the morning.